Hello everyone and welcome to the Sunday special. This is going to be episode 22. We're going to have a fun little chat today. Uh, Jordan is back with us. Why don't you say hello to the fine folks, sir? Oh, hello. <laughs> Very good. So yeah, we're going to be talking about a few uh, fun things. We've both been kind of in the world of uh, the Legend of Heroes for the past little bit. So uh, we'll talk about that. Um Last time we talked, Jordan, it was about Xenoblade Chronicles. So we, you, ta- we talked a lot. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to talk some more. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh, I've I just beat it last night, so it should be a lot of fresh stuff, and hopefully you may uh, you may remember a few things. I remember at least enough about the ending and everything, but I mean, I'll try not to spoil too much for the listeners. <laughs> I'll let you do that, so they're angry at you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, good. Uh, we've got we'll t- probably take a little break at some point and then we're going to talk all about Final Fantasy 7 Remake our thoughts on it and uh, we may even get to some heavy spoilers at the end but I, I kind of think like people have had enough time to, to plow through that one don't you yeah, it's it's been long enough now. Like, what have you been doing if you haven't beaten this game? <laughs> if you were, if you've been waiting this long for this game, surely you've played it by now. And if not, we'll give we'll give the fans a, a chance to turn off at some point. But um, unfortunately, we do have a new topic to talk about. As today is June the twenty fifth, and we got some bad news, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, I I feel like. Uh, Bandai Nemco listened to my podcast, and they're like, "Oh, we haven't talked about Tales of Horizon in a little while." Uh, I mean, they heard, they heard you. They definitely heard you. Well, I wish they hadn't because the only thing we know is it's been delayed out of 2020. Big boo. yeah, boo, boo, no. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, are you surprised? Yeah, I. I mean, I, I'm not surprised, especially as you, you know, as you've talked about it in some of your episodes and you're like, there's been silence. We haven't heard anything. It just got me more and more worried. So I can't say is, but I know whenever something like this happens, I try to look at it in a positive light. I've got like, you know, 30 games in my backlog. So I'm like, okay, it'll give me more time to catch up on my backlog, I guess. I, I appreciate your positive spin on that, but I don't like it. Uh, we're going, <laughs> this is nothing but... <laughs> No, I mean, that is absolutely how you have to look at this. It's kind of one of those things, like, if you're a parent and, you know, your kid's not making any noise, it's usually bad news. That <laughs> That's exactly what's going on here. We just heard nothing, nothing, nothing. And I, I kind of feel like it was the perfect storm. So, obviously, we've got the worldwide pandemic going on. That ain't good. Um, It's a brand... They're, it's a franchise that people love, but they're taking it in a new direction. That's going to take extra time. Uh, you've got this weird console, you know, break coming up here. So I think like there's just too many factors against it at this point. I mean, there's no news about the length of the, de- the delay, right? I mean, it's just indefinite. The only thing they said was uh, delayed past 2020. Okay. Which is almost worrying that they didn't just say 2021, right? It's like, what does that mean? 2025 or something? What does that mean? That means don't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, when the, when your you, your parents or whatever, you go out late and like, don't wait up for me because it's who knows when it's going to come out, right? I mean, does it... Does that mean it's just gonna, it is going to be PS5? Like it's not even going to release on PS4, or you think it'll just be both? I think it'll be both. I think it's a guarantee that it's both now, but I do see uh, 
a definite possibility this has shifted towards PlayStation 5 and uh, I guess net, you know, Xbox Series X as well. Yeah, I mean, I just was really, I was really excited, as you were. I mean, I was really excited about this one. And just when I talked about, you know, most most Tales games, it's like you, when you're out on the world map or whatever, you're out in the out in the field, it's still kind of linear usually, you know. There aren't a lot of places you can go where you really can't climb over a cliff or whatever. But I remember you know, hearing that, you know, you can actually explore places now in this new, this new one and everything that, you you know, you see somewhere far away and you can actually there you know and i was just really looking forward to that kind of different style to see what they do with it that would be nice i mean tales has progressed quite a bit from its overworld you know to to dungeons that you walk into kind of old school to yeah like it's it's that weird open world but it's in a confined space yes yeah (laughs) so i but at the same time i don't know if i wanted to be truly open world either we've seen the the downfalls of that with stuff like if you know ff15 but I don't know. That's it's, true. It's probably a good thing. I mean, we, we saw two characters so far. <laughs> it's a Tales game. It's got more than two characters. That should have been our, <laughs> that should have been our first clue that this game is nowhere near ready. I mean, that's pretty much all we all we got, right? That's it. I mean, there's been hints of that third character during that one trailer, like you because it, it sees I, uh, Alv, I've done forgot their names, but that's been so long since we heard from it. Alvin? I don't remember. And uh, the the chick, like you can see it through that person's eyes that they see those two characters. So obviously that's another person. But yeah, it's. I think we're going to finally see it pop back up at that digital Tokyo Game Show in September. But I, I, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, past that, I I think I don't think we're going to see anything else. Like it's coming out this year. Like they they kind of have made this that mistake. I feel like they're not going to key down anything solid until it's ready to go. I mean, and it, and it seems like it's a more significant, whatever they're doing is has to be more significant than the changes they made, you know, for the final fantasy seven remake delay. Cause that was like a month. Right. So, yeah. I mean that you've seen a solid month, month and a half somewhere in that time frame, Whereas this one's just indefinitely. Then the other thing going against it, of course, they want to do a worldwide release with it. Well, that takes a lot of extra time. Yeah, that, that definitely takes more time. I could almost see that changing. Like maybe that wasn't written in stone and like, okay, we need to get this out for Japan and then we can try to get, you know, all the other versions out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't do much for us, I guess, if it's, re- if they release in Japan first, so I don't know if I really care about that. <laughs> I don't either. I'm just saying that is, that is obviously what we do with the 99% of our games. So I'm not opposed to that happening still. That's true, and it would be a good sign, at least, if it came out over there first. So they are, you know, they are a Japanese company, so I don't, that might be something they look at. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough bad news. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> so, what I would love to hear is, you know, my love for Trails of Cold Steel knows no bounds. Um, so you are pretty far into part one. Is that, and I hear you're at Legrom right now. No, I mean, today actually I made some more progress and I finished uh, chapter five. So I just finished seeing that you see in the beginning of the game. Remember they show you August, whatever, maybe mm-hmm. first in the beginning. And I'm, I'm, I've just finished that section with the railway guns. 
Oh, okay. So you are now in present time, as they call it, right? Right. I made it past that. <laughs> I made it past that whole beginning part, and now I've, I've saved it right in between chapter five and six. That's where I am right now. You're, you're past Rain screaming at guns being shot off, so that's cool. <laughs> As if that was, yeah, I was like, what are you doing? That's not going to do anything. No, it, you, you're past the point. I love that intro scene at the very beginning where it's, you know, blonde-haired girl, tall, speckled boy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot they didn't tell you the names. They didn't even tell you their names. <laughs> like, seriously, we couldn't reveal that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know yeah, it's, and it only took you um how long sir did you get some sort of achievement for this yeah i, I got the trails and the couch trophy because i played for over 100 hours i think i've got 105 now you, <laughs> and you may be halfway done i, <laughs> I mean it's gotta be i figured it has to be more than halfway though because i've got you know, that book Red Moon Rose that you collect, I'm on chapter 11 of that. I mean, it seems like there's not much more space for that. And there's only space for like four more recipes or something or five more recipes. So I can't be that far, right? I don't uh, know. Yeah. Okay. So we'll say three quarter, but still, uh, <laughs> you, you get the trophy for people that are, have beaten the game pretty much, not uh, chapter five. <laughs> I'll, be, well, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I don't think I got that trophy. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, though, like I would probably say a quarter of that time, um, probably the clock kept going when I was had to go do something else. Like one thing I don't like about this um, decisive edition on PS4 is that I noticed how you push like the PlayStation button and it goes to the menu, you know, while you're playing a game. Right. And and normally it'll stop the clock in 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 any RPG, but it doesn't stop the clock. (laughs) <laughs> you when you go to the menu so i think that that's part of the issue but still i mean even if i'm at 80 hours it seems like i'm still going slow so well you are collecting everything are you are you trying to max out like the character profiles and talking to everybody as well yeah well i'm trying to do my best i mean part of what what the issue is you know how they i feel like they really try to get you with those hidden quests you know oh gosh and, and it's like it's like you know once something happens it's like you have to go back and talk to every single person again or you might miss it and like events are constantly happening so i feel like i'm constantly going through the same town trying to talk to everybody again and again and again and you know it's kind of time consuming it is that was one of the few things i didn't actually care for is those hidden quests and they were just you would stumble upon them randomly and unless you used a guide to figure them out or like you said talk to every single person you're not going to see it yeah, and I found out I missed, I was so annoyed because I think it was chapter four. I, I was expecting to see that big fat S, you know, on the, when they give you the score. <laughs> yes. Instead, I got an A and I was like, I was like, what? I was like, are you serious? I did, thought I did everything. And I, I go back and I, so I look online and I find out you like had to, you were supposed to know to like backtrack through the sewer again or something. And, yes. and I was just like, I'm thinking like, how are you possibly supposed to even know that? Like, I, I don't know. You don't. It's like, That's just it. There's no way you would know that. It's like back on the level of like Simon's quest when you had to kneel and the tornado comes, you know, and takes you away. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> that is quite an old reference, but I like yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> You went back to like 89 or something, man. Yeah, I did. Not... <laughs> it still bothers me, though. It still bothers me. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I don't even I, You got me completely flustered on that one. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is, it is such a good game. And I, you know, I've seen a few people. It's like, I don't understand like 
the draw of this series. And it's kind of hard to explain to people without getting into it because uh, the biggest gripe is it's a little slow at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I think because I had played... I mean, uh, granted, Sky is slow, too. Like, Sky has the same kind of feel, I guess. But because I had played that, I guess I already kind of knew that, and I knew that I enjoyed that. I mean, I think it just depends what kind of... Just what kind of person you are, you know? You mean, some, you might just want the action, and maybe it's not as for you. But, I mean, I really like getting to know all the characters. I love the world-building happens. And they really... You know, I, the way they will build it so slowly, I feel like all of a sudden you look around and, and you're like really deep into it. You know, you really feel like, you know, all the characters, you even know all the NPCs in the towns and kind of even their personalities. It just really gets you into it. I think any more, like a lot more than a lot of other JRPGs, I think. Yeah. I, I've always enjoyed how you can kind of get lost in there, but it's, it's also kind of relaxing. Even like the battle segments aren't that stressful. Oh, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's just one of the better examples of what a good JRPG would be. Obviously, there's the school stuff that's in there, but it's nothing as heavy as Persona. I mean, not even close. Oh, it's it's not quite like that. I mean, there are some. You get the similar feel with building in steel. At least I do so far with the social. You know, building the links. But other than that, it's not as heavy as you know that was in Persona. No, it's not that day. Yes, it's a day calendar, but I feel like it's completely different in terms of the the effect of it. Yeah, I think so too. It's not that similar. No. And you do have to, yeah, I mean, you have to make choices. You can't go and max out everybody's social links. You can only get like two or three opportunities on those free days. So, yeah, that's still always, you know, that always, that always bothers me. I mean, I know they're trying to go back and encourage people to play it again, but it's like, and I, I don't have that. I just feel like I don't have that kind of time. You know, I feel like I got so many things in the backlog. I'm trying to get to other games. It's like I can't, I can't afford to go back and replay the game, you know? Absolutely. So I am, you know, obviously I'm a little bit further ahead in Cold Steel, but I do want to go back and play Trails in the Sky. That is my plan here very soon in order to get me ready. And I've heard no shortage of people say, hey, you really do need to play Sky before you play Cold Steel. Are you still agreeing with that or are you more of it's okay to play Cold Steel first? I mean, I can see how you would still enjoy Cold Steel no matter what, but I'm definitely getting a lot lot out of it like i am very glad i played the sky trilogy first i mean even just the reference to like you know phantom thief um, you know fan thief b and then and then they're referencing characters from sky you know like Mm -hmm. and then i start laughing you know because i just remember him and he's he's hysterical you know and just a a lot of the references i feel like giving me an additional kind of layer of joy i guess i feel like Oh, I can completely agree with that. I mean, that's my first introduction to that character, and he is one of the best, like, bad, bad guys. Like, he's just yeah. not a very good bad guy. He, he's <laughs> he's kind of likable in a bad sort of way, too. Um, but, yeah, he is, yeah, I definitely had no clue the backstory to him, and I would have gotten a great appreciation. I think my thing has always just been, you know, unless you have a Vita and can find the Sky games or digitally, you know, that, and they're on Steam now, of course, as well. But, you know, if, if all you've got's a PlayStation 4, um, this you're going to have to start with Cold Steel. That's just, there are some hindrances with it not being on a current system. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I, um, I have that PlayStation TV, you know, where you can access the, um, you know, the PSP and, Vita games on the PlayStation Store, and you can download them. And, and when I when I started Trails in the Sky, 
honestly, I know that sounds terrible, but I didn't know what it was. I actually hadn't really heard about the trail series. And I was like, this looks pretty awesome. And I read some things about it and that's kind of how I got into it. You know, nice. Just luck, I guess. Oh, I I stumbled upon cold steel. I think it was just randomly popped up on Amazon one day that it was, yeah, that it was coming out. You know, of course this was back the original release, uh, back on PS3, but it was, I had no idea what trails was never heard of it before at all. And just, I mean, obviously you see that and you're like, oh, this game looks really good. It looks right up my alley. I want to give it a shot. And uh, now we're talking Cold Steel 4 in just a couple months. It's been a long time. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I've got to figure out how to get there. I mean, I feel like I'm, I feel like I have a deadline now, so I've got to really get on it to get through these three games before then. So I think you're fine. I mean, you're obviously pretty close to the end of one and you've got four months until part four i i think you're still uh better than you were before with trying to to rush in order to play remake oh my god <laughs> uh, I, I definitely didn't have as much time as i've had recently so that, that helps <laughs> oh yeah yeah obviously it's the summer so you're out of uh out of your normal nine to five so that's good um, yeah what so what would you say are like some of the biggest differences between sky and cold steel um, well, I mean, Sky, first of all, you know, it takes place in, you hear about, a lot about liberal, you know, liberal, the nation of liberal that's south of Erebonia. Uh-huh. I mean, it, so it takes place there. Um, I would say, uh, and, and it's more focused on the bracer guild, you know, you're totally focused on becoming a higher ranking bracer the whole time. And you're going around, you just receive quests from a board, mostly like a board in the bracer guild. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I would say another difference is kind of like the, you know, do you remember the ordment system pretty well? I mean, is, is it the same in Steel 3? They continue with that, the ordment system? Uh, yeah, it's it's obviously just built upon it where you have more, but that's about it. Yeah, well, I mean, in Sky, it's a lot more complicated. Oh. Um, <laughs> not to deter you, but it's just your, your, your quartz. I don't know if this makes sense, but your quartz, they're all worth, worth different amounts of the Sepith, you know? Yeah. And then. And then that unlocks various spells depending on the combination of Sepith that you have going. Like, so basically the quartz amounts, like kind of, they don't add up over your entire orbit. They only add up over each line. So you have to figure out like basically by having different amount, different amounts of Sepith in each line can unlock different spells that are more powerful. Um, the more Sepith that you have, you know, in that line. I see. Okay. So instead of Sepith yeah. just buying, the, the different spells that actually unlocks them by putting them in there. Yeah. And each, each spell has like a different, um, can, I mean, they have it, they have a guide within the game. Like you can, you, some, it's kind of annoying because like it's hard to adjust your Sepith at the same time while you're trying to look at the guide. So I actually would just load up that screen that, you know, that, that sort of guide on my computer. And then I would look at it to try to make sure I have the right amounts of, Sepheth to unlock the right spells, you know? So it, I did feel like I spent a lot more time kind of hearing that out. Um, and I, you know, menu time, you know, can sometimes not be fun, but it is kind of, I will say it is kind of rewarding when you figure out you unlocked a spell that wasn't listed in the guide. You know, there's a few spells that are like a lot more powerful and you're like, Whoa, I didn't even know that. That's pretty awesome. You unlock this huge, powerful spell. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I played, you know, the first guy for about two hours before I got distracted with another, uh, I think that's when remake actually came out as well, but I definitely got the feeling like there's the systems are very different in particular with the orbit and the courts. Yeah. 
because I found myself when I got into cold steel, like I was like, okay, I got to figure out how to unlock all these spells. And I was like, wait a minute, these lines hardly even mean anything. What is going on here? And I, <laughs> I think I could figure out in cold steel that the lines, lines only matter in that you can use them to like stack multiple, like buffs, you know, kind of like, but yeah. that's pretty much what I could figure out from it. it they, and, and I mean, it did make it a little relaxing in a way. I'm like, okay, now I'm not spending so much time in the menu, but I do miss a little bit being, you know, having the mystery of unlocking some really powerful spells, I guess. That's funny because I was kind of wondering, like, well, what are these lines even for? They don't really seem to do anything. Um, you know, on typically when you have Normant with four lines, it just means you can't have two of the same kind. Right. The same yeah. line. But other than that, you really have the complete freedom to do whatever you want. Yeah, it's not going to make yeah. any effect. It's almost like they brought, they just decided to bring the same like appearance of the orbments over to Cold Steel, but they're like, eh, we'll just do away with that old system, but we'll kind of leave it looking the same. <laughs> we got the Arcus units now, so we don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ryanford Corp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least are right. I was still I was. I was confused by that for a while. Yeah, it's very, very confusing. Yeah, <laughs> she she didn't act a, she didn't act prim and proper or anything like that. <laughs> no, so um, you're you're finally getting to learn some of these characters that uh, I have a completely different opinion of because they do change quite a bit over the three games. Are, okay, who uh, who are the ones that stick out as good, and who are the ones that are kind of like ah, I could live without? Care about it in Cold Steel? Yeah, 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 Cold Steel. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, Reen, I mean, Reen, like, I will say I don't like him as much as, as the protagonist in Trails in the Sky. Okay. Um, I feel like he's kind of, so far, anyway, I'm sure there's more to him, maybe, I don't know, but so far he just seems like more of a, kind of a goody-goody kind of thing, which I know is typical in a lot of JRPGs, but he's just, I don't find him as, like, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um Laura is just awesome though. I mean, I really like her a lot. I mean, I don't know if I'm skewed just because of how she does in the battles, but I mean, she just, she just destroys, like she would just, just totally just wiping out like hordes of enemies, you know? Oh yeah. She's the best. I, I think today, like, so I, I had, I think there's an orb movement called like domination or something. And it doubles the, the damage of the first, craft or, or art that you use so uh-huh. <laughs> today i think like i saved her um, s craft you know i had 200 cp and i saved uh, saved it all up and i had her s craft and i just did like you know thirty thousand damage to like a whole group of enemies and i'm like <laughs> I th- and, I, and i think she's more powerful than sarah now i think she is she she point. she can be especially if you if you line those things up right um and unfortunately in a couple of boss battles you may have ever even tried this before like you can just spam your s crafts and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I was like, well, that was easy. I mean, it, there are there are only a couple battles, a few battles. Like, okay, they're in the old schoolhouse. There was like a battle, like down the fifth floor or something, where I I really had to be aware of where I was spaced. You know, as long as I was spaced apart, then it made it a lot easier. Yes. Um. But, but I mean, back to the characters. I just uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Elisa, I don't, I don't really like Machias that much, to be honest. I think he's probably my least favorite. He, he, he just kind of rubs me the wrong way still. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't um, change any. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, of course, I love in, Instructor Sarah. She just cracks She just cracks me up. I think the voice acting for her is just really good. I really think it's really well done. 
Oh yeah, she, I, she stands out because obviously she's a little bit older than the kids are, so she's able to do mature things like drink and <laughs> and uh, just be an awesome, awesome person. Both the, you know the worst teacher possible, but awesome to have a battle <laughs> with you. Well, I wanted to throw a little trivia at you. Actually, did you know? Did you know? Um, did you ever recognize um, you know Misty right from the Radio Abin? You know the Abin show might, or whatever. Might might recall her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did did you recognize her voice at all? If you think about it, do you recognize her voice? As far as in Cold Steel or from another series? Something else. Oh no, I did not. Do you know that she's the same voice who does Jesse in Final Fantasy VII Remake? Well, now that I would have probably heard it afterwards, that would have made a lot of sense. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I figured, you know, you, you probably can't imagine it now, but if you go back, you can kind of pick it up, you know? Absolutely. That's really cool. You know, and that happens all the time, especially with, you know, voice actors over here, that there's only so many of them to begin with. Yeah. No, we may talk about Jesse later on. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We may get into that. Right. We might. <laughs> well, I am so glad that you are enjoying it. Uh so are you planning to just do them all back to back? That's that's the plan right now. While you're do- while you're doing the sky games all back to back, I'm gonna be doing this back to back. I am and luckily, hey, th- I'll throw a PSA out there for everybody. The- there's a new Steam sale going on right now. So if you have not picked up the sky or any, like I think the whole store's on sale. I really do. Um, I already had the first two and I can pick up the third one. I think it's only like eight bucks off or something like that, but Hey, I'll take a discount no matter what it is. That's pretty so, good. Yeah. Any, I think cold steel is on sale as well, but yeah, all the, all the sky games are, are a good chunk off at least 30%. Um, so if you haven't, and you are like myself and wanted to play through those before, Cold Steel Ford. Now is a perfect time. You can save some cash. I mean, they're they're just ex, they're just excellent games. I mean, I can't say enough about how much I enjoyed them, the Sky games. But I mean, the one thing I wanted to add is that I do think it's harder. Like, I don't know if it's because you know it's older. So I mean, I don't know if it's the, it's the kind of thing where you're like, you know, when I went to school, both ways were uphill or something like that kind of thing. But <laughs> but it's just you know sometimes you just get wiped out by a horde of enemies, and no matter what you are you talking about in Sky or are you talking about in Sky or Cold Steel? I'm about Sky. I think okay. Sky was yeah. Um, you just get into a lot more battles. Like you know how on Cold Steel, like on the map, you can see where the enemies are, like yes. these little red triangles. Right. But like so in Sky, you can do that, but you actually have to have a certain Ordman equipped to in order to do that. So if, sometimes you can't see where the enemies are, they just kind of just materialize in front of you, and there's nothing you can do about it, and you just get. You know, you just just get spammed by an entire group of enemies. So that can be a little demoralizing when that happens. It is because you definitely get a big advantage, at least in Cold Steel, if you surprise the enemy rather than getting surprised by them. That can change the whole battle. Yeah, so that's not as easy to do in Sky. And then also, there's also no voice acting in the game, if that's fine with you. But uh, there's a mod I think you can use, and I never did anything like that. But I mean, there's no voice acting in the original games. I'm I'm completely fine with that. I mean, as you can as you've seen in Cold Steel, it's only about half voice acted anyway. So yeah, what's with this? Yeah, it's like we're in the middle. I don't understand. It's like we're in the middle of a dialogue, and then it's like Reen of all people doesn't have a voice. You know, I I, that, I don't know. I'm not sure what the deal with that is. But 
I could handle the lack of everything because there's so much dialogue in these games. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't expect NBCs to talk or anything, but when your voice acting cuts out for your main character in the middle of a scene, that's a little weird. <laughs> it, it is weird. It just sometimes that was just a little awkward. Absolutely. So, um, that's. I think that's a pretty good place to stop for our. Cl- trails conversation that's um if you don't care let's take a quick break here jordan and we'll be back and we'll talk some xenoblade and final fantasy 7 remake here on the jrpg report all right everybody we are back i hope you've enjoyed our first half we've got some more fun stuff to talk about here we're going to touch lightly on xenoblade chronicles i've like i said just completed it last night so i got a few things i want to chit chat with jordan about and then we'll wrap up with some Final Fantasy VII remake talk. We've waited long enough. We're going to <laughs> we're going to spoil everything. <laughs> are, yeah. uh, so first, let's talk about Xenoblade. And my question to you, sir, is which is better, one or two? Oh man, I still uh, have to give like one like one answer. Can I just talk about certain aspects being better? I I think it's funny because both games have such good qualities to it. It's hard to answer that one properly. It is hard. I mean, I uh, I still think I enjoyed. I still think I probably enjoyed two slightly more. I would say. Okay, I think I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's close, and the stories both awesome, and of course, two has some of its you know negative points too. But so does one, and I don't know. It's just it's a tough call. I think the popular opinion is one was better. Um, I think, I don't think this, you know, re-release is going to change anyone's opinion. If not, they're going to solidify it. And I, I could see where the story is probably better. Um, It's grander. Uh, I I don't know how to exactly say it. It's, it is a cool story, but I, I felt myself just, I kind of got a little bored with the battle system. Um, yeah, that's interesting that you talk about it because that's what I was going to get into too. I was going to point to the battle systems. That's interesting you say that. Yeah, and I know part of that is because I used Shulk, Ryan, and Charlotte. That was my party, and that's what you're not supposed to do. <laughs> In order to make it interesting, I think you're supposed to use the other characters, but I couldn't. I failed miserably when I tried. I'm with you though. I mean, it takes a lot for a game to get me to switch <laughs> to switch <laughs> my go-to party. You know, I'm I'm always like that with games. I mean, unless they really make it seamless or something, or it makes it so it's. Oh, no, I'm I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, I gotta have a healer, and so the argument against that in part one is you do so much damage so fast that you don't need one. Well, I just died. It, that didn't help me. Any. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was not not working out well so i just went back to, to I, I know i can keep alive if i can heal myself idea well i remember you know a few weeks ago when we talked i remember and you hadn't really played whatever it was you hadn't played a lot of one yet and i mentioned that i thought one was harder do you agree with that at this point that one is harder it probably would be if i wasn't a terrible gamer and go to casual mode yeah, <laughs> I don't. I can freely admit that I play games to have fun. I I don't need the challenge in my life. It's a Switch game, so I don't even need the trophy. That's not really affecting me any. Yeah, I, mean. uh, I I wanted to play through this for the story and to know how I could connect it with part two. Not to say I beat this game on 
even regular mode, that doesn't affect me any because I kind of felt like you needed to put in hours of leveling up for to in order to play it even on normal mode. So yeah, in that aspect, it is harder. I mean, like I, I was just telling you about before. I mean, uh, like I had to when I was playing it on the Wii, I didn't have that option, so I, I did do a lot of leveling up, and I still didn't. Still didn't get to where I needed to be at the end, so I somehow managed to pull it out. But <laughs> At the end, you can go on a couple missions and gain some massive amounts of experience, but that's only at the very, very end. Otherwise, each little thing gives you such little experience. It's, it, it's really tough. I, I found that, I mean, it just was, it, it, it was a challenging game, I think, more than... Um, you know, 2013 or whatever it was, 2012. It was it was still challenging at that point. I'm sure. It, I I always found kind of funny that you get a lot more experience by 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 finding landmarks than oh, yeah. <laughs> grinding enemies, uh, and it, especially if you find the the secret ones, right? Oh, they give you bukus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like it's like you end up facing, you end up finally, you know, you, you were talking about, I think, on one of your how you know a horde of enemies just comes and ends up wiping you out kind of and it's just like and but then if you defeat one of those hordes it's like you don't get as much reward as for like finding a landmark or something i think that's kind of ridiculous absolutely not you are best off to run most of the time unfortunately it's either you die and have to go back to that landmark you found last (laughs) yeah I don't know, but le- I mean, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Overall, I was a little disappointed, I think, because I built myself up so much. But you built I, it up well. yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. I did a good job. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was an incredible story to experience some really good characters and a, a nice party. I really thought, like, the character I was most interested in was Dunban and his role as, uh, you know, the former hero <laughs> who now yeah. is in this party and is still kind of like quasi leader in a lot of ways. It was an interesting dynamic. He, he kind of was, I mean, his friends he keeps around are interesting <laughs> without spoiling too much. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no matter what we, we say, we don't want to spoil the game is eight years old. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, and so I don't want to spoil too much, I guess, but yeah, bad, bad done, man. No. <laughs> bad done, man. Um, you said you didn't really, so you think that was your party as well? You didn't stray from that? I yeah, I don't think I did too much. I'm, I'm very unlikely to change my party unless, I don't know, so you I, give me a really good reason. That's who I was looking for, you know, the attacker, the tank, and the healer. That's, and that's just happens to be the first three people that they give you. I mean, I think also in Xenoblade Chronicles too, I ended up with my go-to eventually. You know, pretty much is the same. You know, more more egg and um, more egg and Nia, um, and then and then Rex. You know, I just that's just who I ended up with all the time. So yeah, oh, see, but I figured out how to do it in two with not having Nia in the party. Um, I couldn't do that with part one. It just didn't work for me. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Well, I mean, but more ag, I mean, you couldn't hurt her no matter what. She stayed at max health all the time. Well, she's gaining health when she's getting getting hit. I mean, it was just, it made it, it made the battle so much 
easier. And I, I just found in two also just the, um, in general, like the battle system, I just found pulling off those humongous amounts of damage. And, you know, once you once you understand the battle system and you're able to up, you know, all that, you know, go in the correct order and your chain attacks with the correct elements and all that stuff. And once you pull off those full bursts and the, those awesome attacks, like I found that so much more fulfilling than what was going on in Xenoblade Chronicles one. I just, that added a lot for me. I, I completely agree. And me not playing in order and then going back to where like, now I even conferred with you, you know, while we were on the break, like was all you could do was just a chain attack, right? <laughs> there wasn't some hidden super thing that I wasn't uh, nailing. And you, you said that was it, right? I think so. I mean, maybe the other listeners can chime in and they remember something different, but I mean, I don't remember being able to do anything more. I don't think so. I definitely recall seeing like a random one minute video or something and them hitting, I don't know, like 12 to 15 chain attacks back to back and nothing ever happened past that. So I don't think there's any more ultimate thing. No, no. Of course it gets faster and faster every time to try to keep it going. Um, and I don't, I don't know, but I was able to get through it. It was a fun game. I would definitely recommend it to any Switch owner. I mean, that goes without saying. You're gonna, you're gonna have a fun time. I, I was, <laughs> I still was constantly befuddled by the areas that looked gorgeous and the areas that looked like they hadn't been touched. It was weird. It really was. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard a lot of people, obviously, you know, I haven't played the definitive edition yet, so I've just heard that from a lot of people and that Satori Marsh back on the Wii. I mean, I thought it looked pretty good then, but I mean, I'm sure, you know, I heard it looks great now. That was my first moment. I'll tell you, because it, you, you, you're like, man, you're really hard on that. <laughs> Harsh on the game. And when I got to nighttime at Satori Marsh, that was when I was like, whoa. That's gorgeous. Like they got, they nailed that. But like you said, they did well back in the original as well. And yeah, I'm a- sure it's not as good. I mean, to be honest with you, the overall feel on the Wii, you can imagine. I felt like I was just kind of, I was like swimming in a sea of like cream of wheat or something, just like a bunch <laughs> of grain. And it just, it didn't, you know, it just everything seemed just kind of unclear, you know. But some places did still look pretty cool. But overall, it's kind of like a blurry game. Yeah. I think a lot of that is the contrast from the the grays and browns from like the settlements that the humans are making. Then you get into the organic stuff from the Bionis and that contrast is they did a good job in that aspect, but I think it's just quite stark. The thing that was the coolest by far is when you can see the giants in the background, that scale that you get was really cool. I always thought that that was always cool. I don't know how they did that to be quite honest. I hadn't. I don't think I had seen something, at least from my memory. I don't think I'd seen something quite like that when I first played the game. There's no other game that I was like, "Oh, it's like this other game." I think that was pretty unique. The only aspect of it that was similar, but obviously it was just one at a time, was like Shadow of the Colossus in my mind, where you're, you know, climbing these giant things. But as you're climbing one of these, you can see the other giant one (laughs) in the background, and you get this crazy sense of scale that I've not really seen in too many other games. I think, yeah, I mean, I think that look is pretty awesome. And I also think when you fall, you know, I don't know if you ever get this feeling, but when you, you know, sometimes when you jump off somewhere really high, either in Blade Chronicles 1 or 2, I feel like 
really get the sense that you're actually falling. Like, I feel like I could feel my stomach drop a little bit, like as if I was on the Tower of Terror at Disney or something. Like, I feel yes. like I could, I felt that, you know? It, you, you, you get to the edge and you hesitate because it's so high and you get that sense. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's a very, I mean, you know, I play like Grand Theft Auto, those type of games where you're jumping off of a tall building. It's that same thing. Very few games can properly nail that. I've, yeah, I've, I I will admit I actually haven't played a Grand Theft Auto game before. Oh wow! Isn't that weird? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a JRPG report confession time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to change you on that. Those are fun. The, those are fun games. You, you'll there's a lot to be had there. There's tons. That's the funny thing. There's tons of RPG elements in those games. That's kind of cool. Are there? Oh, cool. Oh yeah. There's level. There's building. Definitely. Uh, but we don't talk about those things here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so i think we've talked about all, what are you going to uh pick this one up eventually um probably just because of the the future connected thing i mean i don't know if you're going to start getting into that now but i'm i was like you know in the beginning i was like yeah i'm definitely getting it because i want to see that but i've read some things that said future connected isn't that good so now i'm like yeah i'll still probably get it but i mean it seems um, to have me not as excited as i was I understand. That's, I mean, that's a lot of money to pay for a 10 hour side. You know, if you're not really interested in playing the original one again, too. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I, I mean, tell you the truth. I am interested in playing the original, but I can't, it, it's just not going to bypass a bunch of other things that are in my backlog that I haven't played at all yet. You know, it's like hard for me to, to put it over a new game or a game I haven't played yet. No, no, I, I completely agree. And I mean, I didn't feel that inclined to want to play through Future Connected. I will one day, but it's probably going to be a while. So you don't feel like a, des- a strong desire to play it like right now? I don't. I, I tell you, I because I messed up and I played Torna right after I got done with Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and I didn't complete it. I just I completely lost interest. And so uh-huh. I don't, I, obviously this one's shorter. You could get through it pretty quickly, but I kind of – I wanted to be done with it because I got some stuff I want to play. Um, I'll go back because it's short, but it's it'll be a few months at least. Forgot about the because you know I have the Torna too, and I guess I'll have to go play that at some point too. I forgot about that. I will. I'll be very interested to see what you say when you play it. If you had the same feeling, obviously not playing it back to back, I think is a big factor. But I want to see if maybe I was just missing something that wasn't quite didn't quite have the same feel to me. Guess we'll find out. I mean, I used to be years ago. Once I started a game, like I always had to finish it, even if it was horrible. Um, but <laughs> but now I I find you know if I really I try to be aware, you know, when I'm not enjoying these games i'm like you know what i got other things to do i think my first experience with that was actually final fantasy 13 2 oh, right um, yeah <laughs> yeah i just yeah i just was playing i was just like you know what what am i doing i'm doing chores here i'm doing chores i got a lot of chores to do at home i don't want to do chores when i'm playing a game <laughs> i don't know when you come to that realization in your life but if you're because yeah i'm the same way i would play it through even if i didn't like it but we time is precious and you don't want to spend doing something you don't enjoy oh and that's when i realized that it was the first time i got up you know i was like like, you know what i don't know i don't have to play this anymore and i got off and i took it out and my ps3 and that was it ps2 whatever it was i don't remember what it was on now was it ps3 it was yeah yeah because the god-awful 13 was before that's right that's right that's right yeah (laughs) 
I like that. <laughs> it tried to be enjoyable. It just wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I actually enjoyed it, but I did not enjoy the second one. So, well, at least we didn't play the third one. I never, I never played. The third one. <laughs> it's, it's in the collection. Like I'm looking at it. It's over there just because I have to have it, but I ain't about to play it. Maybe you could play that and finish it in the next couple of days. Maybe. No, not, not going to happen. No, no. No. <laughs> it's back to Royal. So that's, uh, my wife has been very upset that I even stopped playing Royal because she was solely invested in that story. But <laughs> it's a great story. It's a great story. So. It is. It just, it's long. It's a, it's a long game. <laughs> Um, I, I do remind that. So this is one of the games that you actually were okay with going to play again. Like it, it seems like I'll tell you this. I have enjoyed this playthrough even more than I did the original. It's it's, they did a great job with, with really drawing you back in and making really some good enhancements to it. That's really good. Good to know. I mean, I'm, I did pick it up, you know, right away pretty much. So, I mean, that's good to know. I didn't waste my money if that's the case. Absolutely not. Well, we'll speak on that later. If you did waste your money or not, we'll, we'll preview that in another episode, I believe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that small little game that came out. I don't know if you remember it or not. It's been so long. Uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> and I so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it was way back there when the world was insane. Oh, wait, it's still insane. Nothing's okay. changed there. But... Let's talk first some general stuff, and then we'll get into the heavier thing. Uh, the The big question is, did it live up to the hype? Yes, it did. It did definitely more than even I thought it, it would. Yeah, definitely. I think it exceeded it, actually. I, I, I agree. I think they nailed absolutely every aspect of it. Um, I, I still would have preferred a straight-up turn-based remake. However... What they did was one of the best action RPG battle systems ever invented. I, I agree. I mean, it was just so it was just so smooth. I think even in the battles, and that is one instance when I felt like I could use all the characters and interchange them, and it was okay because of the way they made everything just so seamless. And I, I, even though it wasn't, you know, I, I prefer turn based too, but I really enjoyed the the system they implemented. You wanted to play with the other ones. Like, I even had fun playing with uh, Aerith, you know, going back and doing the spells. That was fun. Well, it was fun. I mean, and uh, even, you know, I remember playing the original, of course, back, I think, you know, when I was in high school, and I just, they they really made the characters seem like how I imagined that they would be, you know, then. Like, you know, because, you know, RPGs, especially back then, I mean, they left a lot to your imagination. You kind of imagine their personalities you know based on the little bit of dialogue that you have and they just really brought my imagination from high school i think to life i really felt like it was you know these are how the characters were supposed to be that i always imagined to be yeah they fleshed everybody out and then to the point of it's all spoken that was one of my most impressive things not only visuals but every line from every person was all spoken it was incredible and all the all the npcs everything it was, it was, it was crazy <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's you just you just kind of just like oh wait this person's talking to me, <laughs> <laughs> and then they talk you know when you're out in the street you hear all the rumblings and people are the the cities are so alive, like you I felt like you really saw what they wanted to do with fifteen and couldn't, 
and this is the ultimate expression of what you know actual places would look and feel like i mean yeah, and in, in, in the slums too the slums has really come to life i think a lot i mean you can see the people are also they might not you know they don't have the conditions aren't great there but they're i feel like there's so much substance to every single person and they all seem to find joy in whatever they're doing in their lives and i thought that was pretty cool Oh yeah, yeah, like miserable life in the slums, but like nobody's really all that unhappy. They're they're okay with their position in life. That was really nice. It was really like the lighting too. I don't know if you noticed it was often like kind of bright, kind of bright lighting kind of in the slums, but I mean when you get up on, on top of the plate, like you were really only there pretty much when it was dark. Yeah. Unless you're much later in the game and they really like portrayed as this kind of dark and kind of cold place, but the slums are this kind of bright place, you know? Yeah, I, I did notice that dynamic. I guess in the very beginning, you see what it's like on top in the in that opening cut scene. But other than that, yeah, you just go up and see, you know, Jesse's parents in that one area, but it's at night. So, at night, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely the slums, especially like Sector 6, you know, at her house with all the flowers and the waterfall and like, it was so bright and cheery. It's like, wait, I'm supposed to be feel bad for this. <laughs> it was unbelievable. When I saw the her heiress, you know, house for the first time, I thought it was unbelievable how they did that. I mean, it was just the most like beautiful place. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they they nailed. Almost, I can't think of anything they didn't nail in terms of locations and and, and doing a great job. I can't really think of any, it's, it's hard for me to think of anything, you know, visually or location wise that upset me or made me kind of annoyed. So, I mean, I, I just really enjoyed the appearance of every single location. You loved all the side quests too, right? I, I mean, I, and I felt like the side quests, of course, they, they actually, yeah, and they, they actually felt like they were related more to the game. Unlike some other games, you know, they felt like you were most part doing something useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was building up as a mercenary, so of course he's going to go do all these side quests. It made sense. Like, eliminating monsters that are threatening the place. Okay, that seems about right. Like uh, our Xenoblade, right? Go out and fetch me this big petal flower that's 80 miles away. (laughs) Let me go and do that. Oh, you've got another quest for me, sir. Oh, you've got another quest, and they're all dumb as the one before it. (laughs) (laughs) but we do them anyway and of course yeah like so (laughs) and they were just for money but that yeah at least with this one not only did you get the experience that was valuable from the fights themselves but you'd always get a bump you know at the end so it was well well worth your time and trouble um did you make um tifa to be the most powerful person in the party i did i mean I, i thought she was I, I I think it was a byproduct too. Like I just thought she was so much fun to fight with. I mean, I thought there was an overall. I felt like I was playing to Rage Two or something in the middle of a Final <laughs> Fantasy game, which I th- which I really enjoyed. So I yeah, I mean, I thought she was awesome, and I was focused on making her pretty powerful. I just think it, it worked out that way with her equipment and everything that you were able to do. The the more you put into it, experience wise, the AP you just build up her strength pretty naturally it's where her attack was the highest out of all of them. It was kind of wild that she was stronger than cloud. I thought the way I forget, you know, some of the names of her abilities, 
slipped my mind, but you know, it's the one where you, you can focus and then you focus again and she does like a different attack. You know what I'm talking about? Is it chakra? Yeah. Is that right? I, uh, no, that's a materia. I just don't remember. Oh, I, but I just thought, yeah. I just wish I could remember what that was called. I don't know if you do. When you could keep focus her attacks and then she'd have like a different attack with triangle you could do. I'm sure somebody's screaming it at us, so that's okay. I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just had, a, I had a blast playing in battles with her. I felt like I wanted to use her more, but I just I was having so much fun actually with Cloud that I didn't think I would. So I just kind of I didn't end up sticking with him more. I mean, I'd do anything I could not to use Barrett, but... You kind of had to sometimes. Of course, when you when you end up having to having to play as him, I ended up, of course, trying to blow up every crate or whatever. <laughs> when he gets stuck underground and there's a million yeah. crates down there, you're like, yeah. "I'm gonna get that Moogle medal. I know there's yeah. one hiding in here." <laughs> I'm just trying to blast all the crates. It was harder to aim with him too. With that, it was just yeah, still fun. Like I don't like first person shooters, but I really feel like we could have used some sort of either first person or third, like aiming mechanic would have been helpful uh, <laughs> rather than just, okay, here's holding the button and hoping for the best. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't terrible at that point. Like, I guess by himself, he was okay. It's just, I mean, he's so much weaker than the other characters. Of course, I think we talked about this before, but he became my, my mage at one point, you know, he became my mage and my healer pretty much. He had, well, somebody had to, yeah. Uh, and his attack was the weakest and you can make him into a magic person. So that's, that's what I did. Yeah. I use that magnify materia or whatever that makes it so you can have, you know, have your spell go to everybody. Yes. Yeah. In lieu of the all, you know, for people, that's what you had to do basically. I did, they didn't have, cause I remember in the original, right. They had a lot more of those blue, all materials, right? But they didn't have many magnifies in this game. No, they. I, I thought it was just the one. Maybe the one. Two. I think it's maybe one. Yeah, I think it was. That was it. So that really limited your ability to do that and cast magic on everybody. And even the the, the enemy skill material too. I think there was only was there only also one. I think, I th and there was more in the original. I think too. There was plenty more. Uh, I, I guess I got it. Um. Or if I did, I didn't see that much use for it. Like in the original, you could use that to great advantage if used properly. And uh, I just didn't even bother with it. I forget. There were, I don't remember what it was. Oh, there was a useful ability that I learned in the enemy skill material that allowed you to um, freeze things basically that surrounded you while you were fighting. So like hmm. sometimes enemies would come close to me and they would get damaged automatically because of that ability. So I did like that. Oh, that would be helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's, it was worth it nearly as much as, a, especially not as much as the first one. No, in the original, I mean, that was, I mean, I'll say I was going to talk about the original was just, for me, it, it holds even a special place, I guess, in my heart, because it was really, for me, the first good JRPG I ever played. Wow. Um, and I went back and played all the NES um RPGs and JRPGs later, actually, but um, the first JRPG I played besides Dragon Dragon Warrior when I was a little kid was actually Beyond the Beyond. Oh no! And <laughs> and and I didn't know any better, you know. I was like, ah, oh, and I I actually rented it over and over again before I bought it because I just wanted to beat it. But I mean, 
that were pretty annoying, but I just kind of got into it. And then when Final Fantasy VII came out, and I played it, you know, I bought it and I played it and I was like, this is incredible. I was like, I can't believe I was playing that piece of crap game. I mean, that game <laughs> that made me realize how awful Beyond the Beyond really is just horrible. Well, I but mean, it, compared to, yeah, Final Fantasy VII, every game was kind of crap <laughs> at that time. <laughs> but I just, you know, just, just how attached I got to the characters, I mean, and everything and the music. And I just remembered everything about it and it just kind of held a special place for me. So when this was remade, I mean, I... Not that everyone else wasn't excited, but I was just super excited. Speaking of the music, oh my goodness. that This is one of the best, if not the best, musical performances. They just they nailed every bit of it. I loved it. And I, and I loved how they, they found so many different ways to rearrange the themes, too. If you notice, they could find, kind of pick out the heiress theme and so many different things but and even at like the vending machines you know you get these little <laughs> or you get these little jazz kind of for 40s versions of the songs and just a lot of the, the music was just incredible the uh i could have lived without a couple of the chocobo songs but other than oh, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> other than that did that one side quest where you had to pick the three songs did you have trouble with that one for the the people that were needing motivation or whatever or where you have to go, like, there's that little, like, in the wall market. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Marlene is, is trying to cheer everybody up. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, I, I had a little, I don't remember why, but I did have a little trouble with that. I had so much trouble. I'd keep on trying to pick ones. I was like, oh, yeah, surely they'll like this one. But I guess it was ones you actually had to get in Walmart. I had to go get them. Yeah, you actually had to go find them at that time. Otherwise, you couldn't just play songs you already had. Oh, well, that's what I tried. Uh, <laughs> I was going down, you know, 25 songs or something and trying to find one that they would like. <laughs> it didn't work out very well, no. <laughs> if I were there, I would have called, I would have told you just to keep trying more songs. I wouldn't have told you that you needed to go around Walmart. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, friend. That's, that's... <laughs> I'm always looking out for you. Uh, who, speaking of Walmart, um, how did that turn out for you in terms of uh, the girls and the dresses and who did uh, the Dawn pick in your game? <laughs> um, well, the Don ended up picking. He ended up picking Cloud actually. In okay, mind. yeah, me, me too. Yeah. Um, but but I, the Walmart, the whole Walmart area was just so much. I couldn't believe the level of detail and how big they made it seem. And then with the whole, you know, everyone was looking forward to seeing how that, you know, cross dressing you know, whole thing played out. So I thought. It was interesting with the, they kind of in, inserted like a rhythm game in there, which I thought, I actually like rhythm games. I know you're not a fan, but I, no, I enjoyed that part. I thought that was pretty, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that. I thought it was pretty cool. Like I really liked the, that for, for Persona 4 dancing all night and all that. So I like all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I did enjoy that. They put that in there just for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, this is fun. <laughs> I just sat there like, uh, I can't believe I got to do this, but you're right with Walmart. I mean, you're talking about was basically like one little alley in in the original, maybe two, and they just made it into like practically a city. In turn, it was what <laughs> and so much going on. Did I mean you could get? I got lost more times than I can remember in that little part. Because there's so many like alleys, and some of them have dead ends and stuff, and it's hard to figure out where to go. Yeah, or stairs to nowheres or platforms and. Oh my gosh! I uh, I spent a lot of time getting lost in that town, but it was you, you didn't mind like you wanted to explore all that stuff. 
No, I mean, I didn't find myself getting annoyed about it, but I mean, yeah, I definitely. Uh, oh, oh, I don't know what I wanted to ask you. Did you ever figure out what, uh, what was the deal with, you know, in the original game, they had that room where you walk in and the machine gun just blasts at you and you have, and you have to move out of the way. You know what I'm talking about? In yeah. Market? Yeah. It was. So I know they had, obviously they had it in this, this, this version too, in the remake. Did you, did you ever get anything from that or nothing no, ever happened? Later? I don't know if I was doing something wrong, but I never, nothing ever came of that. No. Okay, not, nothing for me either. I'm, I just was wondering, cause I know, I think in, in the original, don't you eventually get like Tifa's ultimate weapon or something? It's somewhere down the line. And maybe, you know, you could do that later on in part 12 or whatever it ends up being. Yeah, maybe in one of the later games they'll have that. <laughs> maybe that was just the introduction for us old fans. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just was wondering if I missed something or what. No, no. Uh, did you go down the little back alley behind the Honeybee Inn? Pretty sure I went down every alley. I mean, when I went, isn't that the one where you find out that the the girl from the, whatever, the daycare the teacher, center? Or the yeah. teacher, yeah. Oh, that was the funniest. Oh, and those, was those, really there was a lot of those little moments. Like if you went and explored, you could find out these little nuggets that they added into it that were really funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I found myself laughing in a lot of different parts in the game. Oh. <laughs> It was cool. I mean, just the, the, the overall atmosphere, I just can't even, I don't know if you remember, you know, when you are walking with Aerith for the first time to Walmart, I guess, after you go through that, is it where you go through that old Sector 6 or whatever, that whole destroyed area? Yeah. I felt like that part where you're walking with her, it just like, they actually made that feel like a lot more magical, even like the music and the atmosphere and everything. It just, I don't know, it just kind of elevated even I felt about it years ago to a totally different level it did it they absolutely said we're going to make every moment as awesome as we can and maybe that's why it took what seven years or whatever from start to finish because they fleshed out every bit of it oh hopefully not another seven years for the next one please (laughs) how long is it going to be jordan (laughs) (laughs) i hope it's next I mean, of course, I want to say, oh, yeah, next year. But, I mean, I know you said 2022, I think, right? I, that's my best guess. But, I mean, we don't even – they don't even know what it's going to be. Like, how far they're going to go in the game. So, I'm not hopeful. I'm really not. Because I guess now we're about to get maybe the spoilers. But, I mean, because maybe the story is going to be different now. So Yeah, let's go ahead and say if you are – have you not played it, why don't you go ahead and click off and we'll see you on Wednesday because we're gonna, <laughs> we we got to talk about a few things. It's not fair not to talk about a few things at this point and, you know, to have a conversation with another human being of what's going on in your head and what happened. Um, so we'll give pause for turning off the podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So yeah, some things happened and how did you feel about the whole fates idea in, in for real? Um, well, first of all, I thought it would, they were really hitting you in the, in the head with their idea that they wanted to change things. They're really kind of like hammering you over the head with, you know, once you end up pretty much just, you know, the fates are guiding you, I guess, towards the original fantasy seven story and then end up destroying fate, like literally destroying fates. Like, I don't want to say they made it, I don't know what word to use. They made it too obvious, I want to say, kind of, or they made it, they're really just hitting you over the head with it. And I don't know if I, 
just don't know if I liked it. Or, I don't know if I like that or not. I mean, it's, I'm kind of torn about it. I mean, I just, I was looking forward to seeing how all the, you know, the original story would be represented now. And I feel like now we're probably not going to get to see that. So I find that I'll just use the word slightly disturbing, but maybe. Okay. <laughs> Obviously we'll have to wait and see how it all turns out when that happens, but you, you just couldn't help but come away with it. Like, why did they do that? Like, <laughs> did they just add two years of making this game so that they could just change it all in reality? <laughs> like, we're going to keep all the moments that we talked about, you know, for 15 minutes, all those memorable moments. And we didn't hit on nearly a quarter of them probably, but yet is none of it going to matter because they're going to change everything from now on. It's possible. I mean, they certainly left, they left the door wide open to do whatever they want, I guess. Well, they already did. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) in in just the first, what is in the original, the opening six to eight hours, they've already completely thrown everything out at the end with just by even facing Sephiroth. I mean, that, that was, I didn't care for that. I mean, I felt like I was, uh, I don't know, playing some advanced version of Virtual Fighter or something at the end or something, playing with the, with the one-on-one with him, you know? I mean, I, and it's like, what are they going to have us fight at one-on-one like five different times over the course of the next bunch of games? Like, it's just, it seems weird. It is weird. Like, that's part of the, you know, a great villain is you build up, you build up, you build up, and then you finally get to face him in the end. Um, and they, they've already gotten rid of that. They didn't need to do that. No, I thought it was on. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could argue they probably didn't need to do the last hour of the game. Some people could argue that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, I, I will say when I when I got past the motorcycle part at the end, you know, before all that happens, I was like, "This is cool." And they had the original music. You know, they got the blue pickup truck and everything. Oh from the yeah, original. I was like, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, "This is this is awesome." And I was like, "This is so awesome." And then, and then. You know, you get off and you're walking into that, I don't know if you call it a portal or whatever, like the highway is supposed to end and you're supposed to go off to new areas and stuff, you know, from the old story. But it's like, mm-hmm. I found myself thinking after that, I was like, wait a minute, what, what is going on here? Like for the next hour, I found myself thinking, what is happening? Yeah, it was an hour that didn't need to happen. That's <laughs> like, yeah. And like they even changed the last boss fight to make it a motorcycle fight, which I thought was extremely easy and just hacking and slashing away until you finally beat the, one of the cooler bosses in the game. Yeah. I mean, uh, still focus. I, I just still can't believe I, I, I am in disbelief. Like you said, that they brought Sephiroth the possibility to even fight him in this game, in this game. That's, that's all I guess it is. It's weird. And of course, I mean, just the fates all over the place. And uh, I did like, uh, at the top of Shinra Tower, that boss fight against Genova. I thought that was pretty cool. That was really cool. Yeah. Uh, obviously, completely, you know, different. And, <laughs> and like, I All mean, the... they, they even changed the way, you know, that President Shinra passes. So that was kind of weird. Did you find that? Did you find that battle against um, against Rufus to be difficult I, towards I kinda, the end? Or I no? kind of thought that was one of the harder fights. It was, yeah. I thought it was. A, I thought it was one of the harder ones. Yeah. I mean, is it is it one on one or does, does Tifa come up and help? I think it's one on one. I think it is one on one. Of course, yeah, he's got yeah. his his dog with him too, which I felt bad. Oh yeah, yeah. I felt bad too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to wail on no dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, it it definitely feels like they added things that didn't need to be. I mean, uh, but then like you know the things that they did add with like the train graveyard that was incredible. It was so cool. I mean, I can't. I mean, and just even the appearance of the ghosts in there even was cool. It was. I liked. I liked. It's it's so weird because you feel like what we talked about. It's a, such a great game, and then all the little things that they added really just detracts from your overall opinion of it. I mean, if any, it certainly didn't add to it. I'll say that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, they. I think they took the the word remake a little too literally. <laughs> uh. I think so. Yeah, I think they may have. I mean, I wanted to ask you, what, do you remember in, close to the very end and you go off, your cloud goes off with Sephiroth alone, mm-hmm. and then Sephiroth says 10 seconds until the end? Did you ever figure out what that meant? Uh, there's a bunch of theories out there, and I don't have any clue what that's supposed to be. <laughs> okay. uh, the yeah, only thing I can, I can that is that some sort of like foreshadowing that he's got seven seconds to make a move to save a certain somebody who gets pierced by a giant sword. I, <laughs> I, I, I I'm, I'm purely guessing at that point. I mean, he does have, he does have visions. Cloud has visions of that happening and he among does. other things. Yeah. I mean, that is all laid out there. Um, and so I, the, the, you know, the hundred million dollar question is since they're changing yeah. everything, is she going to live? Yeah. And that's what everybody wants to know. I think. How do you feel like if, if, if she does, would that make you upset? No, I don't. I, I actually don't think that would make me upset because I'm still upset. I'm still upset that she died. <laughs> <laughs> All these years later, I haven't gotten over it. I remember, well, because like I said, it was the first, you know, good JRPG I played and I didn't see that coming at all, you know, when I was 15 years old or whatever. And I just, I, all of a sudden, he just, Sephiroth comes down and it's just, I couldn't believe it. I think I, the controller just fell from my hand and I was just devastated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she was such a vital part of the party at that time, too. You really, you could have used her. <laughs> it was just devastating. And I think it was like really late at night too. It might've been like three in the morning or something. You know, when you have to go to bed after something like that, it's just was oh, really rough. Yeah. Not going to, you know, it's not going to work. Uh, <laughs> I think that maybe they're setting everybody up to where you think you're going to be able to, and then something happens and she still dies or something in a different way. Or, you know, you couldn't, mm-hmm. you couldn't change her fate. You can change everything else, but it's, uh, it's tough. It is. I don't know if you saw this because who did you end up saving like in the sewers? Like who did you end up having an extra sort of little thing with there at the end, towards the end in like chapter 14? Uh, is that where you choose between the two of them? Well, yeah, you, you choose between the two of them kind of, you know, different choices you make throughout the game, including who you, who you wake up in the sewers, you know, in chapter 10. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, but then, it, but then, you know, it results in chapter 14, like different outcomes. I don't know who you ended up I'm trying. Some, if I didn't end up with Tifa, I I don't remember otherwise. Um, that's definitely the I way ended, I was trying to make it happen. Sure, yeah, I, I ended up with Tifa also, but I did look because I wanted to see what would have happened. Um, so I actually looked just like the video of what would happen if it were like Aerith, and then mm-hmm. she says, you know, like you in in that you know you can't fall in love with me or something like that. So I just didn't know if that's sort of answering your question about if she lives or not. I don't know if she knows something or what. That's interesting. Or is it you can't fall in love with me because my boyfriend's still alive? 
Oh. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, no, it's hard not to forget about that one. Um, and I mean, I've not played Crisis Core, so I don't have that. Me neither. Yeah. I don't have that investment, but there's a lot of people that did. And that's like one of their like moments of all moments. <laughs> and is without that moment, Cloud isn't who he is either. That's just weird. The whole thing is weird, and it makes me think: is see, is it is it like is there a parallel universe where the original Final Fantasy VII story keeps going, and then he happens to be alive in this other universe or something that we are now in? Since it's this weird ending to the game, like I don't, I don't know. That's kind of that seems to be what they're laying down is parallel universes of some sorts. Um, and Sephiroth wants some other parallel universe like that's that he never got yet or something. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think he knows the way that ended, so he's gone back, you know, maybe he's gone back in time to try to change that or something to that effect. The old Terminator thing going on now. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, back to the future Terminator, how you pick whatever you want to go with yeah. it. <laughs> but it certainly seems like the Sephiroth that we see in this game is powered up. Like he's not the Sephiroth that's is at the beginning of the original Final Fantasy VII, still kind of finding out, I feel like, who he is. I th- I feel like this is, like, ultimate form, almost. He's, he's, well, he seems like he's already there. Yeah, he's already been through Kingdom Hearts. He's been through the original. He's he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's avid children. He's all these things all in one, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's more, way more powerful than I expected him to be at this point. He is, and he knows it. I mean, that where he just, you know, opens up, Rifts in time and space is seems like that's an advanced ability. Did you, did you this is like because I think in the original right wasn't didn't he leave a trail of blood through the Shinra building? But in this wasn't it not blood? It was like Genova's goo or something. I mean, is that, that true? Yeah, that weird purple miasma. It was absolutely yeah. blood, and that was. I think a lot of people were always was wondering how they were going to handle all the blood. Um, yeah. And of course, yeah, you lead up to the sword <laughs> through the president there on his desk, all the blood everywhere. It's in, so none of that happened. Yeah, I was I was surprised about that. I was too, and I, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't mature, was it? it was te- yeah, it was teen. So oh yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, so I don't know why that would have made it more mature. I mean, the language didn't make it mature, so why would the, some blood make it mature? The language, yeah, I mean the. La- <laughs> In the original, you know, all they're doing is putting those, you know, symbols over Barrett's words in the original, but now they really just let it go in this game. So nobody held back. It was, yeah. it was everything. Uh, there was, I guess they didn't say one or two super bad words that were a family friendly podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think I spoke on that before. The only other thing I want to talk about is. Why is Jesse the only person that has to die? I know, yeah. I mean, and and I remember. I think we were talking. You said maybe she'll turn up at the gold saucer later or something like that <laughs> in the other game. Well, they didn't show anything though. It's like, how did Biggs and Wedge survive? That that's just dumb. Especially, especially um, Biggs. I don't know how he survived at all. And like, maybe you see him at the what the orphanage, the school, yep. or whatever, in the bed again, and it's just like. How did that happen? And Wedge had like, I want to say a piano fell on him, but I know it's not true. Something fell on him. Like it was huge. I don't remember. And no, I mean, yeah, they, they, they're 
mortally wounded pretty much at the pillar and then the plate falls on top of them. That should probably do it. (laughs) (laughs) But no, only Jesse is the one that has been presumed to be dead. Uh... Yeah, that bothered me too. I, 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 I was very surprised at the end of, you know, based on the fact they're showing Biggs and Wedge that we didn't see anything about Jesse. It's just odd. Like, I feel like it should be all or nothing at best, but it doesn't make it any more right. What they died. It's okay. Like that's part of their motivation for doing what they did was kind of to, you know, avenge them. They, they put so much oomph into these characters and you love them. Like it would have been okay for them to die. We know they were supposed to. Yeah. But uh, one thing is I really think you might end up being right. I really think like she's going to somehow turn up at the gold saucer. Like I, I really, I know you like kind of joke about it, but I really think you might be right. <laughs> she shows up just to complicate things further romantically. Right. Of course. Yeah. I mean, she already complicated. She tried, she was trying actively to complicate things. Uh, I guess so. Did, did you say you got the kiss at the end of the first motorcycle? I, I did. Yeah. Oh, well, congratulations, sir. Way to go. <laughs> I guess I, I I was not sufficient enough in murdering motorcycle thugs as you were. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you're you're really missing out too much. So I think you're all right. <laughs> okay, it didn't hurt my feelings any. No, no. <laughs> uh, she didn't want to parachute down with me, so I'd say that's fine. Be that way. Uh, <laughs> She's going. She went down with Biggs or whatever instead, right? <laughs> I, I I was guessing that was a weight distribution thing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> That was such a good mission, though. I, I did enjoy that one. That, that was really, I mean, I'd say every, just about every mission was pretty cool. It, it really was. Even, you know, you're going to go down in the sewers in any JRPG. They did, <laughs> they did a really good job with those sewers. And that, you know, it was more interesting. Even like the appearance of them was more interesting. Like sewers are so easy to make really bland, I think, in a game. So I found myself not feeling that way as much game yeah no you really did not want to go in the sewer water in this one it made you feel ugh. it made me feel like i needed to take a shower <laughs> you know they did and they yeah. i don't think they did actually i think they ever took a shower once in the whole game no no all, all tifa did was complain about needing a shower but never <laughs> <laughs> never happened just smelled like sewer for the entire game it was worse and worse through the whole game <laughs> Uh, that's really all I got. Unless there's anything else on your plate. I mean, what what are you looking forward to most in the next game? You think, what would you look forward to the most? Uh, I guess just actually being able to explore. I'm, I'm curious how they're going to do. Of course, the, the previous one have it had an overworld that you basically move from point to point and with the random battles spewing in. So I'm wondering what their take is going to be on that if it's going to be straight up open world and you've actually got to run and, and fight enemies along the way, you know, as you go, oh, to, yeah. as you go to Parm into the, that first cave and the, the marshes and all that stuff, I, it's going to be interesting to see how they even handle that concept. Oh yeah. I forgot that the marshes and that giant snake that lives there. Yep. I mean, is, is the snake going to be <laughs> up on a spike that Sephiroth has already went oh, through yeah. there? I mean, all of this is completely up is, are they even going to follow that storyline or is it completely new from here on out? 
I don't know, but they at least have to keep, they have to keep some of these places. I mean, they can't just like, you know, they have to have the gold saucer eventually. They have to have Junon. They have to have Cosmo Canyon, the city of the ancients. They have, they have to, they can't abandon at least, at least the places, you know. The only thing I'm worried about is how long that's going to take. Like if you do every city and every location that's in the original game, you're going to be breaking this game up into what I would get four parts. Conservatively be thinking. Uh, I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want it to be four parts. I don't. I don't either. I'm just saying, if they give the amount of attention they did to Midgar as they do the rest of the game, they're going to make it a long, long game. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's almost like they have to figure out how to like condense the entire world or something. Now it is, and that's also what I'm worried about is they wrote this alternate line so they didn't have to do all those things. I mean, Gold Saucer at least has to be one place they have to have. I, I just think that at least, just even if it's nowhere else, they have to have that. <laughs> I think that's mandatory. Um, obviously, there's a lot that goes on there, <laughs> story-wise as well. But yeah, I can see them skipping over, you know, a few things like that. That tower that you find Phoenix at and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I mean, like Juno Harbor and uh, what's the. Was the seaside town like you got to go there, right? Costa, whatever. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all those places that we went to and loved in the first one. But yeah, I mean, Cosmo- Costa del Sol. That's what it is. Costa that's del Sol. It. That's it. You've got to go there. I mean, yeah, Cosmo Canyon. Obviously, that goes without saying. I have to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's where you get you basically to explain what the whole story is. But, um, how did you feel about not being able to play? Nanakai. Um, you know, Red 13? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot about his name, but his tribal <laughs> name or his tribal name or whatever. Um, uh, I mean, I wasn't expect. I think it's just because I didn't have the expectation I was going to be playing him. So, I mean, okay. I already thought it was pretty cool he was even in the game. I mean, I know he is in the story at that point, but I thought he was in – you know, he was more involved even than I just thought he would be. So I wasn't disappointed, I don't think. I wonder if he's never going to be able to be playable. No, I mean, I feel like I feel like that's something they have to add. I mean, he becomes, especially when you get to Cosmo Canyon, I mean, I feel like it wouldn't make sense not to be able to play him after that, at least. That's true. It's just going to be very interesting because he would play completely differently than anybody else. Which is which would be awesome, or which could be awesome. It could be like I can see a, a you know the part two going for so long that you don't even get your full party yet, or like the high wind. You know what if that happens? You can't even fly the ship in part two. Oh, <laughs> you gotta see Sid at some point, I guess. Oh yeah, and I'm sure he will not be smoking a cigarette. I'll go ahead and say that. <laughs> there, you're not going to have any of that. You're not going to have any of the. Um, with uh spousal abusal problems that you know that there was a lot of mature themes in the original one that was all present the heavy drinking i mean i think they're going to cut a bunch of stuff out maybe they'll, maybe they'll go to the final fantasy 15 direction and you'll end up having to drive a car around instead and you'll just go to gas stations in order to i don't know <laughs> i mean well you, i mean you get the little what red what do they call that little hover car thing that you drive around at some point Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, of course you get the chocobos before that. That see, that's the only part of fifteen that I I think would be okay to be in here is the chocobo riding. 
I think that that would be cool. And then I forgot about that little like hovercraft thing or whatever that thing was. Yeah, it's I'm that could be not in there. I don't know. I mean, I don't know, but but at least gold saucer, gold saucer is my and Cosmo Canyon. Those are my like <laughs> mand, mand, mandatory things anyway. Absolutely, I I think it'll happen. You just want Chaos Sith in your party. That's why you want Gold Saucer. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't want him or it in my party. I never did. <laughs> I, I never did. I'm hoping that maybe obviously we you do get to see him for a peak in uh, in this game, but um, without his giant bunny suit thing that he controls whatever that is oh my god i i just want the i just want the um free the basketball shooting mini game and i want the snowboarding mini game and the submarine one that's what i want i want to, I want to do like the free throw shooting contest with cloud and everything yes i you those have to be in there absolutely <laughs> yeah gold, gold saucer will be its own experience for sure and it better be in part two better <laughs> all right my friend let's go ahead and wrap this thing up and like i said unless you got anything else you want to throw out there that's all i got for now good deal well thank you so much for coming on i think we've had a, a fun chat hopefully people have stuck around to the end of this thing hopefully and if they didn't we had fun anyway <laughs> we did even if nobody's still listening that was good <laughs> all right we'll go ahead and end it and i'm not you know i put you on the spot last time but uh once you go ahead and uh close it out for us proper this time don't forget to get back out there and level up <laughs>